Hi, I'm Corey of Conversations with Corey, who is ready for raw and honest conversations about life, faith, struggles, and things that bring you joy, things that make you furious. What have you overcome? Where does resilience come from? Join me as I have insightful, honest, and raw conversations with a variety of everyday people walking out their faith in truth and love. I can't wait. See you soon. This is Conversations with Corey, and this is Corey. And hi, I'm Celeste. (laughs) So today I have a good friend and adopted daughter who I wanted to have a conversation with. I'll introduce her. Her name is Celeste. She was born and raised in a small town in Pennsylvania, and she was raised in the Methodist Church. She moved to the city during the pandemic and currently attends college, and she's currently serving in the U.S. military. But More than that, she's just a phenomenal human being. So I thought on my grand list of awesome people, everyday heroes, she's one of my top five heroes. So I wanted to introduce her to you and have a conversation about overcoming hard things because she's done just that. Yes. So I'm gonna give her the give her the uh, the microphone and let her go and tell you a little bit about herself and her story. And I think it starts with when you are in high school. But let's give like a little background about your family. Yes. So I grew up. Um, my parents actually divorced when I was very very little, and since then. Um, I kind of grew up, I don't want to say in a broken home because there were times that were really good that I had with my family and I still cherish my close family. Um, But definitely after my parents divorced, you know, as a very, very little kid, you know, it was quite devastating for me. And my mom and my stepdad gave me the best childhood that I could have possibly had. And right before my senior year of high school, I unfortunately lost my stepdad. Um, He had a very, very bad cancer and it was just way too aggressive and God called him home nine months after he received a 10 year um, time period to live. So obviously God wanted him home sooner rather than later, but I'm not disappointed in that one bit because, you know, God has his plans and there's nothing we can, we can do to change them. Um, And then after my senior year of high school, I went straight into the military And I came home and I immediately answered a call to just go out and serve when I got home. Um, And I didn't really question, you know, Holy Spirit telling me like, hey, just go out and serve. So I literally packed up my car and drove to the nearest location that I could to just reach out and serve um, during the uh, COVID pandemic. And I'm so thankful that I did because... If I hadn't, then I literally wouldn't be sitting here right next to Corey, (laughs) which is crazy. Um, This is true. But since then, God has definitely blessed me with um, not only a continued career um, in my education, but also a career in the military. And, you know, 
I'm very, very, um, I don't want to say content because I'm never content. (laughs) You always want more. Um, and there's just like this fire burning inside of me that just always wants more. But, um, I would say that I'm very happy where I'm at and I definitely feel that, I finally have a community again after facing so much hardship between my parents' divorce and then losing my stepfather and um, just going through the pandemic was a struggle, but I think I speak for everyone Mm -hmm. when I I say that. but then I guess I can tell you how Corey and I met, which is yeah, quite, that's a fun story. quite hysterical. <laughs> so I had actually just gotten home from dinner. I went for hibachi one night with a really good friend of mine. And um, I was walking up the street from my car because we live on a street where there's there's two um, two-way parking now, I guess. It used to all be one way, and yeah. then um, the city changed it, but story for another time. <laughs> We're not huge fans, but um, <laughs> I was walking from my car, and I saw a U-Haul outside of this house that had been for sale for a while, mm-hmm. and I, like, me just being, like, I guess the kind person that I am, you know, I was like, hey, do you need help, like, with boxes or whatever? And Corey comes up to me and just immediately jumps to where do you live and I'm like (laughs) thinking this this lady just on the side of the street is just asking me where I live and the friend I was with he he was also actually still is in the military is one of my really really good friends I've known since high school and I could see the look in his eyes like don't leave my side like I don't know what this lady's (laughs) thinking um but like one thing led to another and I had actually dropped my leftovers off of my apartment and then I come back to help her move boxes and to help her um with a couple things that you know moving entails yes (laughs) and um the next night I had gotten off of work and I was exhausted and I saw Corey sitting at her front door like trying to bust the lock off her front door and I was like I gotta help this woman because she looks like she's like riding the struggle bus express so so I walk up to her and like an hour turns into two hours turns into ordering pizza turns into coming back the next day and the whole house is unpacked but if you know Corey that's true Corey fashion um and since then like I, I don't think I've, I've had a week without seeing you or no, coming over for dinner. So. I don't think so. She's family. So. <laughs> like, um, she just says, I'm coming over. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always say I'm breaking in the back door, Corey. <laughs> just be- beware. <laughs> um, but true. like, it's literally just been like such a blessing to have like a community. And I was talking to Corey about one of like the biggest struggles I had after moving to the area was trying to find like I don't want to say a friend group because I feel like I'm so mature beyond my years, but more of like just a family that I could attach myself to and, and kind of call mine because being in a big city is at the time as a 19 year old, it was, it was terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And you know, everybody, we live in close proximity, you know, in close proximity, proximity, I can't say that word, proximity to each other in the city, but yet we don't know each other. Right next door, we live. Sometimes (laughs) we live house to house, connected to each other, right? And don't know each other, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, all it took was a random lady asking me, "Hey, where do you live?" (laughs) On the first day of meeting, I don't know why I'm so ADHD. I probably had like a lot of like self thought, and then just said like the last thing I thought of. (laughs) But um, but no, like in, I go to work now, and I even tell like my 
my, I, I want to say like my biological family, but the family that raised me, I always say, oh yeah, I'm going to my adopted family's house for dinner tonight. <laughs> or yeah, my adopted mom made us this. Or, she you know. She calls me mom and I love it. Yeah, I call, her, I call her her mom. Um, and like there have been holidays where like, you know, I feel bad that I can't travel home because of like having military obligations, but right. having literally a neighbor and a family right next door has yes. made the holidays like so much easier yeah, you had christmas eve with us and yeah. then we went to family after but yeah we were able to have you and your significant other yeah us, so that was great two two years in a row two years in a row yeah the first time we i think we just known you a couple months yeah you had and, just known me since october mm-hmm. and i came over and um we had gone to a candlelight service right. for church that's right and then we came back here and we popped open a bottle of wine and opened gifts and, the, <laughs> and it was the best night ever um so great. and like i can't think of like a week that if i don't have work or something that i'm not at shabbat or right. um you mm-hmm. know zach and i are barging in you know <laughs> zach is the ninth kid i always say yeah no one no one can steal the eighth spot that's mine so, no, no one can have the eighth spot. I think even um, I think I called Lee the eighth adopted child, and I go, "Well, you're the twin boy." Yeah, <laughs> which is awkward. I, um, if if Zach or Lee are listening to this, I'm the eighth. I'm the eighth one. You can't you can't steal it from me. We just kicked you off. <laughs> we just kicked spot. you off. Um, finders keepers. I was here first, quite literally. But I think but. everybody. I think everybody should feel like they belong somewhere absolutely and I think that it's it's not like some random thing we have to actually be intentional to bring people into family right the bible says he puts the lonely in families and right. lonely can me can mean that you are lonely in your own family system it right it doesn't always mean that you have no one around you but it just means that you don't feel maybe accepted included or whatever that might be right and so it's up to us to, you know, my mom always says when we were kids growing up, she'd always say, you never know if you might be meeting an angel, strangers, absolutely strangers unaware that she would say. And so you never know. And you're actually an angel, but maybe not, <laughs> but you're pretty awesome. But, um, but I feel like, yeah. So, um, so the story continues with, um, with, you know, getting to know Celeste and then living in the same neighborhood as you and then um, having holidays together. That's yes. been so fun. And dinners. Yeah, we celebrate a Shabbat dinner every Friday night. Yes. And so that dinner is really fun. And Celeste always knows she can just pop on over and join. She's <laughs> all, actually, she's the one always going, can I come early? Can I help you prep? What can I do? What can <laughs> right. I bring? That's just your character. I keep is, Corey on time. Oh, my God. I keep Corey right. on time. Celeste is like, military time. Like, it's like 9.59. She's like, it's almost 10. And I'm like, I'm almost done. I'm like, never on time. It's terrible. In fact, I have this, Corey time. This morning, I was like, I'm, I'm pulling up the street. I'm parking. And it was like 9.58. And she was like, I'll come to the door. And I was like, okay. I opened the door at 10 o'clock on the dot. And I was. So you would be impressed. I was here. But. Um, she was been waiting but no I agree with what Corey said and I think that that's something that um that like I think she has taught me too to take into like the workplace and just out literally almost out into public because now I run into people like yesterday I was at a a running shoe store right 
And, you know, I was talking to the lady that was selling me my running shoes because I was like, if I pass this PT test, I'm going to go treat myself to a new pair of running shoes, right? So I did. And um, I went and within a 15-minute conversation, we exchanged cell phone numbers. And she was like, when do you want to go for a run with me? And I feel like that's just like such a blessing to be equipped with like the personality and the the ability to open your heart and outreach to people around you whether you're a believer or a non-believer just having the the leap of faith to just say like hey you know where are you from what do you like to do in your free time Mm -hmm. um and even if you don't always get the friendliest response yeah you can at least say like i tried being that disciple today right that you know did the crazy thing of stopping someone on their way back from hibachi saying where do you live you know um (laughs) sorry but oh no you don't have to apologize i i literally did the same thing yesterday in the running shoes store i was like so so where do you live oh well what gym do you go to or you know (laughs) oh you were in the military too like Mm -hmm. what did you do in the military and it Mm -hmm. turns out that her and i had the same job right in the military and like it was an instant like bonding moment in Like, I feel that since Corey has moved to this neighborhood and even, may I dare say, since I moved to the neighborhood, like, there's been such a sense of building a community, not just on our street, but within the entire city that we live in. It's just been a a continuous outreach, Um, you know, for me when I go to the running shoe store or when I go to the gym or when I go to Costco or Mm -hmm. when, you know, I go to work or, you know, when I travel for work or even when I go back to my hometown, just being that example because so many people live behind like this closed door and they're just like, they shelter not only themselves, but their hearts. And, you know, I think that when I was, in that spot where I had to really overcome being out on my own at such a young age that once I learned to open my heart and not be sheltered is when I really started to like blossom in my faith and I'm so so fortunate right I mean we don't build community by sheltering in place in our houses right and having and and never getting to know anyone outside of our circles right the truth is that that's not very courageous community no that's very convenient to what you're like, what you're, what you do, who you agree with. Absolutely. And the truth is building community has to do with such a simple thing as like having a dinner and inviting right. people over right. just to eat with you. Right. Or yesterday going for a pedicure yeah. and talking to like the two nail techs right. for an hour. Right. And like building commodity with, with that community. Then you have this little inner circle. Then you have the outer circle. Then you have those safety circles of network where you're you tell those inner circle people your right. deepest heart things. You tell your outer circle people, you know, you're getting right. to know them. Then you have the outer ones. But really, everybody in your life feels valued, feels mm-hmm. um, listened to, feels understood. So tell me how you got to a place. Um, let's go back to high school. So you're yes. in high school mm-hmm. and... You're going to ignore the sounds. We are in the city. Yes. <laughs> like that's that's normal. This is our public service people doing their jobs. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yes. Um, but so you're in you're in high school. I believe were you in the military program in high school? Yes, I was. Okay. So I enlisted like oh goodness, 
almost four or five months out from my graduation. Right. So you were a senior. Yes. So I I had just turned. 18 like I signed my contract a week before I turned 18 which I still had wow. to have my mom right. um like sign basically sign my life over for me and before did she I sign signed for yes you? yes okay. she did she um she actually I don't want to say she didn't even second guess it but like when we went to talk the re- to the yeah. recruiter she was like I she think knew. she could just see that that's what I wanted to do especially yeah. like my dad was prior service or my stepdad was prior right. service so um I think that she just like saw that that light in me and like I remember going to my hometown gas station and signing the paperwork there and I'll never forget it it was like the most random thing wow um wow but yeah so then tell me what happened and what was the so I know I know a lot of things happened between then and now yeah so like ignore the public public <laughs> safety uh personnel we're thankful we just for pray them whoever that person is yes it sounds <laughs> like a fire them. truck um it does but when i when i was in high school um i will be the first to tell you that like i was not really like the popular kid in high school right and i was perfectly okay with that in high school like i didn't need to fit into like the clique or you know whatever and the town that I came from wasn't very diverse at all. Mm-hmm. And when I had joined the military and when I enlisted, I wasn't really in the best of shape. Like, you know, I was the band nerd. I wasn't really like the athletic type. And now right. you look at me and like, I can't go a day without going to the gym, right. which, is, which is crazy for me to think of. But um, like when I enlisted, I kind of felt like I had a bunch of fingers pointed at me, mm-hmm. um, especially from like the the kids I say kids and <laughs> the kids my age right at the time um and now that I'm older and I look back at it like God had me do exactly what he wanted me to do right. and even when things didn't go as planned like literally ever since I joined the military nothing in my military career has gone as planned the first time around like yeah. absolutely nothing um but Enlisting in high school to me just was a true testament as to like God had always had that plan for me and I was done trying to hide it. I just wanted to acknowledge it and put it out (laughs) to the world and be like, yeah, the underdog is going to boot camp in the fall. Like (laughs) get ready people. And, um, I went and I conquered and like, I couldn't have done it without God. I couldn't have done it without knowing him and without having my faith and, you know, I don't even contact all but maybe, like, three people from high school now, which I'm perfectly fine with. You know, they tell you that that will happen. But um, I went back to my hometown not too long ago around Thanksgiving, Mm. and I had gone out, and, you know, I was hanging out with my aunt. We went and had dinner or what have you, and I ran into an entire group of people from high school. Wow. And... I still Isn't that always the weirdest experience. It was so weird because like <laughs> I still felt like the underdog. Yeah, I showed wow. up in my in my um Costco slippers in my old navy jeans yeah. and my Costco sweater and I was like, "You know what? It's not even a competition anymore." Right. Because, you know, not just from from my success, but like I feel like I have something that they just don't and that's just my faith. Yeah. And you know, I had always just thought oh you're just the underdog you're just you know the not popular kid or whatever and I think that the the true difference was like I had my faith 
Right. And it was a genuine faith. Right. And um, how did you come to faith like that? So I remember from a very, very young age, like my maternal grandfather, my pap-pap, he actually had me go through confirmation in the Catholic Church. And okay. um, I have nothing against the Catholic faith, you know, sure. as one to their own, right. however that saying goes. Um, but it just wasn't for me. Right. Like, I was just very outward spoken, very radical um, child of God and a child of like that faith. Mm-hmm. And so my Grammy, my maternal grandmother, yeah. <laughs> she had actually started taking me to the Methodist church. And I think it was in that Methodist church and in that community that I really started to like actually blossom because, right. you know, it wasn't, um, I don't want to say as strict as Catholicism, but it just was more of a relaxed environment where I could speak outwardly of my faith and you know um while it was a heavily like um older community yeah I really feel like God placed me as you know a young servant of his in in that church to show them that like you know not all young people are bad (laughs) and um I actually had attended um, a couple courses to become a lay minister and a lay servant, um, and I started. That makes so much sense. I for actually, your yeah, I <laughs> actually started to speak at church um, all the time, and my peers in high school knew it. And if they didn't know, well, now you know. Um, <laughs> and that's where I really started to like actually mm-hmm. blossom. But yeah. I remember being in the back in the back seat of my grandmother's jeep patriot just like listening to casting crowns or listening to the message on sirius xm and like it was getting wrecked (laughs) like that's what we call it now but it was literally just me getting wrecked yeah and you know my grandmother i would say is probably one of the most faithful christians i know and she really just sparked that faith in Mm -hmm. me and she has just been this radical sense of like selfless love um and it doesn't matter who you are she would always welcome you at her doorstep like it doesn't matter if you are you know in the lgbtq community if you are a bank robber if you are as radical as as a terrorist right she would say you are loved you are a child of god please come into my house everybody needs (laughs) love Right. Amen. And love doesn't have boundaries or borders. No. So it's so important. Um, When you were talking about, um, when you say getting wrecked in the car, you're not talking about alcohol and drugs. No. You're talking about the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Right. Or of God in your life and how he was um, impacting you personally. Right. And that's one thing I will say about... Um, faith is that it impacts us personally Absolutely. and it changes our life and no one has to talk us into it or does it have to be rules we follow no it's like the rules become easy because the relationship right. is so strong you want to do the right thing you want to love others you want to love god you learn how to love yourself you learn how to champion your right. own heart you were you had this faith, this young faith, and then at some point, you were in your car, young, yes, and by yourself, yes. And I know we want to be honoring, you're you know, right, of whoever's listening to this, but 
But how did that happen? And, and how did you overcome just the fear of that? Like, how did you do that? And how long did you do that? And, and like, tell me about how, how you got to that point where you were young right. in the military right, and living in your car. Right. And I think you were in the city. Yes, I was. I was right out. I was right outside of the city. Um, Wow. And I was on. um, How do I want to word this? You just took a sharp turn. Yeah, I was on. I was on a mission um, to help essentially provide like resources to VA homes um, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I remember like packing two duffel bags full of clothes and my Bible. And at the time I had a Jeep. Um, a Jeep Renegade at the time, oh, wow. and I ended up totaling it. Um, <laughs> oh, those were nice cars. But um, I remember going through like a lot of really hard things um, during like the pandemic and being on that mission. And I remember turning a lot to Ephesians and a lot to Romans. Yeah. Um, and those two books, not that every other book of the Bible isn't important, but if you are going through hardship, turn to Ephesians and turn to Romans because I promise you that you will get wrecked (laughs) in your car with your duffel bags in the trunk. Well, you Um, will wreck your car, but she'll get wrecked in your car. Yes. um, But like, if I'm being completely honest and genuine, it was in those moments that like I found such joy in looking up at the stars at night or yeah. I found such joy in smelling the grass yeah. or the such things. joy in mm-hmm. touching the dew on the hood of my Jeep. Yes. Like, and it's just so amazing that like, you know, as cliche and as cheesy as it may sound, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. Yeah. And I feel like that's yeah. some of the biggest lessons that you learn in Ephesians and in Romans. And wow. um, I was actually driving to Starbucks this morning to get our <laughs> tea. Um, I won't even say coffee because I wanted coffee and we both got tea. Um, but She's I was... Like, hey, Corey, can I get your coffee? And I'm like, that's my green tea. I was, um, I was listening to my radio, as I always do. And Living Hope by Phil yes. um, Wickham yep. Wick- Wickman Such came a on. Good um, worship artist. And that was a song that I had listened to a lot in my car um, mm-hmm. when I was, you know, essentially living out of the trunk of it. Um, and I know yesterday we had had a conversation about resilience. Yes. And like, I'm glad you brought this up because I kind of compared it to like running a race, right? Yeah. So. A runner of a marathon or of a race can have all the resilience that they that they could have ever wanted or imagined to right. try to get them through the race. And resilience is good because, like, you know, excuse me for saying this, but as much as it may suck in the moment, resilience, you know, is saying, hey, I'm going to put this in a bag and I'm going to keep going. Right. Resilience is just the decision to not stop. Right. However, forward. as I say, though, however, mm-hmm. comma, pause. Yeah. <laughs> Perseverance. Dot, dot, dot. Right. <laughs> perseverance is where you mm-hmm. actually do the 360. Because right. perseverance is saying, right. the heck with resiliency. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it anyways. It doesn't right. matter what comes in my way, what, mm-hmm. whatever the devil may throw at me mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, God may even have planned for me, good or bad. Right. I'm just going to do the dang thing anyways. Mm-hmm. And... Resilience and perseverance is Moses. 
Right. Saying, let my people go. Right. Or Three even, times and the plagues are hitting them and he's saying, let them know, go. And my mission will be accomplished. This may even seem mm-hmm. like a radical comparison because I couldn't even imagine how Abram felt. But, right. you know, Abram being told by God, right. take your son up to the top of this mountain. Right. You know, for me, mm-hmm. pack your bags and right. live in your car. Right. And that's just because at time at the time that right. the place where you were living was what hostile to your yes. destiny. Yes, or just mis- it was just a lot. I of just felt like and stress. Or I felt like it was just a bunch of misunderstandings and stress, especially after losing my father. But yeah. like now that I look back on it, I forgive everyone in the situation, yeah. including myself, because yes. I feel like that was something that you know God really wanted to show me too was how to forgive myself right. and. You know, there were a lot of mistakes that I had made, but I'm not going to also point fingers at other people and just say, hey, and, you know, I am guilty of times of that. I am guilty of pointing the fingers and, you know, blaming other people for for things that had gone wrong that weren't just genuinely, you know, everyone's wrongdoing. Um, But like Abram, you know, I just kept pushing to do what I thought God wanted me to do. And eventually he was like, you know what? You've passed the test. You're good. How long were you in your car? <sighs> Probably like until, oh goodness, like August of oh, 2020. Oh my goodness. Yes, because well, I remember. It's almost like a good time to be in your car. It was. In it was a beautiful time. Because it's, yes. During the, during the, you know, during COVID, we were, it was like a stay at home order. So people yes. were just kind of wandering around. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, thank God in some ways <laughs> that you were. You know, a slight <laughs> bit safer. However, had you known me, you would have been not living in No, car. but I'm I'm very <laughs> thankful for um, a friend that actually took me under her wing. And I still keep in contact with her. That's and awesome. I'm probably going to send her the link to listen to yes. this podcast. So if you're listening, hi, I love you. Um, <laughs> but she took me in under her wing. And wow. I still have that friendship. And that's definitely such a blessing from God that like she was just so generous and, you know, opened up her her home to Mm -hmm. me until I got off my own two feet and into my apartment that I'm in now. Two doors down from you, you know. So, you know, I mean, you learned how to champion your own heart. Yes. You learned how to champion and God championed you first. Amen. He He championed us first. And then you learned how to champion your own heart. And part of learning how to champion your own heart is taking that step of faith into what you know that God has called you to do and even if no one else agrees right that's the hardest thing it's such a hard and thing and I'm so proud of you and I oh, get to know you, you. Um, <laughs> and you know as cliche as it sounds and as uh, like people probably think that this verse is overused but Jeremiah 29 11 yes. like I just knew that he had plans for me yes and that had that had been a verse that my Grammy have been telling me for years and years and years. And then I literally got to live it. Mm-hmm. Like I got to live through the the resilience and the perseverance that, right. that's backed behind that verse. Right. It's not just a verse that's stamped on mm-hmm. signs at Can Hobby Lobby. Heart? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm, plans to give you hope yes. in a future, which he is still currently doing. Yes. So it's a promise. It is. It's such a promise. Because sometimes we... Even if we have the plan of the Lord, in the midst of that journey, sometimes we forget we have a plan from the Lord. Absolutely. Because we feel really alone. Yeah. Sometimes we for- in those journeys. We forget that even if, like, 
it's not like a prize yeah it's still a lesson that's learned and yes. i feel like that that is still such a prize from the lord yes. like to, to learn those hard lessons and to just keep going so good so what would you say to somebody that is really struggling with what they want to do or what god has called them to do but um, they don't know how to walk that out what would you say maybe give me like the top three things that helped you get through that season you said the word the bible you the have the word. bible and your suitcase or your bible and your duffel bag worship 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 um if you don't have a bible mm. turn to worship music his psalms yes are his messages to us as to like what we should be praying yeah that's so what good. should we what we should be you know thinking what we should be tending to that's in our so own good. gardens um and i'm gonna mention the thing i've been mentioning to you yeah. for months is i've been praying the prayer of jehovah jireh over yes. my life for months and months and months yes. and i just keep praying it because i feel like um, if you don't know what Jehovah Jireh means, it, it means that he is the provider. Yes. And no matter if he provides me with something really horrible right. or such a joy right. or something, you know, that is worth praising. Yep. You know, he is going to provide. Right. In my car, he provided for me. Mm -hmm. In my first job that we both know was such a catastrophe. Yes. He still provided. <laughs> yes, he did. And right now, he he's providing for me being able to use um you as a platform and you know use you know my voice yeah. as a platform yeah. and he is just he is just jehovah jireh so mm -hmm. i think the three biggest things for me would be you know dive into romans and ephesians like please just do it and um so good worship worship mm -hmm. him all the time worship doesn't have to be just singing to him right. worship can be lifting your hands and just praising him right in the good or in the bad right. you don't have to have spotify or apple music to worship him right you have a voice right for a reason right and my third thing would be just pray jehovah jireh yeah like i feel like that's such a powerful prayer right yeah. now in this season at least for me that i'm i feel like i'm witnessing yeah i know when we when we're when rich and i um, when we had go through hard times, one of the first things we do is we begin to thank God. Yes. We begin to just find things to be grateful for. Yes. Because I know that it's really easy for our minds to get set on, to look down and get our eyes cast on the, the situation ahead of yes. us, which can be daunting. Right. And, and scary and mm -hmm. helpless and hopeless even. And I know that when we have set our eyes upon God and said, no, we're going to start thanking God and praising him for what he's done. Right. It's like it lifts our spirits. One day we left a, a, an appointment. It was a very, just a really hard appointment. And all the way home for two and a half hours, we just thought we'd like to say like 10 things we're grateful for. And we ended up doing like the whole two and a half hours right. of things we were grateful for and thankful for. And that is worship. That's telling God what you're grateful for. And it takes you out of that mindset of, right. you know, of this is really hard and this is all I see. And it right. puts you back into the mindset of there's nothing that's impossible Amen. for God. Amen. Like nothing. And he can right. get us out of, of any situation. But half of the battle is us just submitting to the gratitude and trying to find that contentment in whatever in his we, and trying not to providing see, we we, we spend time trying to escape things right escape feelings escape situations right. escape hard things but the truth is if we don't 
if we actually dive into them with gratitude, with thankfulness, right. with, with it, it says peace with contentment in right. the Bible is great gain. Right. I love that because and, that's exactly what that looks like. You don't right. find your peace by, listen, people meditate and, and in, in the biblical sense of meditation, it's, it's sitting on the truth. Amen. Of who God is. Right. The rock of truth. And that brings peace that, guess what? I don't have to meditate every day to keep getting right. my peace that keeps leaving me. Right. I actually have a peace that stays with me. Right. Because I'm meditating on that truth. Yesterday in the car, on the way home from the nail salon, yes. I turned on worship music and was getting wrecked. <laughs> like, on the <laughs> she highway. She was driving me. I'm like, okay, pay attention. No, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I would never put her in danger. No, but, no. um, kidding. like... I was listening this morning, too, to the song um, Gratitude by Brandon Lake. Yes. And it literally says, I throw up my hands and I praise you again and again. And Mm -hmm. all that I have is a hallelujah. But that's all we ever need for God. That's all we ever need in a time of gratitude. the Lord. Absolutely. No matter what we're going through. And, And look where he brought you. He brought you from that car. He brought you through your journey in the military. He brought you to college. You're in college. Yes. I think you're a junior I, I think i'm a junior i don't know i have like three or four semesters left but yeah, you're military life you, you you get it done when you get it done <laughs> right she's doing it she's but she's doing it yeah. and then um and then you're and then now you live here and then yeah. soon you're getting pa, married yeah i'm yeah. so excited i'm so excited too <laughs> and then um i may I don't know if I'm moving yet or not yeah. but i'm just kind of allowing holy spirit to to guide me like and I I keep telling my other half that like I just feel God telling me to stay like where I'm at a little bit longer and I'm sure that like there are times where he just gets like so fed up with me God bless his heart I love him to pieces (laughs) but he I think he sees just as much as I do the community that we both have here yeah and it's been such a blessing to both Mm -hmm. of us and we never want to let go like I told him I was like, you can rip me from my apartment, but the moment you rip me from Mama Corey is going to be the death of me. <laughs> like you, It you won't, know? though, because here's the thing. When God calls you to that next place, he provides all that he you does. need. And you he now have, a, you have an idea of what it looks like to be family, what it looks like to have community. You can yes. build your own. Yes. But I will come visit you, and you'll come yes. see me no matter I know. what you do. I know. You cannot keep me from you. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like, you know, again, it's that simplicity of, like, Inviting someone over for coffee, having right. someone over for tea, having them over for breakfast, Sunday right. morning breakfast, or you know, Shabbat dinner. Going to Costco. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Shabbat is just Sabbath. Just yes. I, I think I said that earlier, but just in case you don't know the word, it's the Hebrew yes. word for Sabbath, which is the day of rest in the biblical um, account of yes. Genesis. God rested on the seventh day, yes. and so that's his time on the calendar to meet with us. And so we have a weekly celebration of entering into. Oh, it's that so rest. good! It's, it's so good. Amazing food. Wear elastic pants. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's, it's so, so good. good. It it's is. So good. It's so good. Um, and we have a lot of people here. I mean, all different people. Overflowing. Never the same. Overflowing. Super fun. I know I've invited people in. Yeah. Like, Zach has invited people in. Yep. You invite people in. Yep. Everybody invites people in. And we just all are one big happy family. 
Yeah, like, if you don't if you don't celebrate Shabbat, look it up. It's really cool and yes. it's beautiful and it's a it's a tradition that I grew up with. My parents grew up with their parents, so for me, it's a generational thing. But right. but bringing people in, especially the stranger, the neighbor, that's part of it. It's right. It's about us all coming under the one God of heaven and earth that created everything right. for us to enjoy, and we get to have family time and mm. enjoy each other and be intentional and with yes. our time because. What we realize in this day and age is we just go, 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 go. And there's no, there's no break. Right. There's no rest day. And I, I told Corey, mm-hmm. um, I think it was just yesterday, like I need to start um, learning the Shabbat prayers because I told um, my other half that like it will be a staple in my house. Whether oh, it's yeah. just two people or whoever, we will have Shabbat on Friday nights. Like, yes. period. So um, but like, it's just, it's just been such a blessing. Well, that was a really fun yes. conversation. Yes. And I think everybody, um, I'm sure it was, I hope it blesses you. Yes. And um, yeah, so that is my dear friend and adopted daughter, Celeste. Yes. And what Holy Spirit had done in her life is a beautiful thing. Yes. So thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Yes. And have an amazing day. Hey, this is Corey. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you liked what you heard, consider giving me a follow. Have a wonderful day. See you next time.